All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening, everybody? Happy holidays, and it's the final show before our three-day holiday hiatus. It's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill back from a shift. Rosie, what's going on, dude? Yeah, dude, last one before Christmas. Kind of exciting that crept up on me. But uh, yeah, I wish I could say I caught more of that game yesterday. But with the weird time and everything else, i uh more of a highlight guy on this one. I got to be full disclosure. Hey, I love the honesty. I'll be honest, too. I woke up really, really inspired today. You want to know why? Tell me why. The barn burner guys, I'm sure you checked that out yesterday. They fucking got gooned up on the show. Like, you talk about next gen games and concepts, man. Like, that's an all world concept. So, uh, stick tat to them, eh? Well, I was telling you when I heard about that, I was like, dude, the Flames guys are getting hammered on their show. Like, we need to get something going here. It just sucks we do our show at 9 a.m. my time. I guess it's a little later for you, but maybe time to start introducing something like that into the mix because it sounds pretty. Hey, fun. don't forget. It is five o'clock somewhere at all times. And we may even have to challenge the barn burner guys to like a drink off on air because that's an amazing concept to me to get gooned up. Like you're, you know, hanging with the buds and talking some puck is like an ideal world for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, let's be honest. Who uh, who would be upset with that? People who listen to this kind of thing are not going to be Ooh. too shy about uh, thinking that's cancelable cancelable or outrageous <laughs> i'm sure we'd be just fine 
<laughs> yeah, we're both inspired here on this Friday. Looking forward to Christmas. Remember to subscribe. Tap that like button. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions. Uh, drop us a line down in the chat below. It's been hot fire the last couple of days, so keep things coming with your suggestions, your thoughts. I, I was thinking of a new segment we can start maybe in 2023 where we poll on social media uh, listener fan questions, and then we answer them on air. So that's a segment idea right there, Rosie. Yeah, that would be good. I like that. I want some uh, some well-thought-out, deep, dark, out-there questions, not, who do you think's going to win tonight? Something good. So I want some <laughs> thinkers out there thinking about some stuff. I love that. Rosie's looking for the juice, and I'm looking to get over the boards. Hey, hey, what do you say to quote John Forslund? What an outing in the next-gen game. For some reason, the Leafs always come to play in this game, specifically Mitch Marner. I think he has 19 points over nine next-gen games. Uh, but a, a really, really impressive 4-3 win against the Flyers. Started off slow. They're really taking it to them. It was a weird type of vibe in game. How much does that throw off a player when you're so used to playing at night and then here's a, a two-eastern start on a Thursday before Christmas? Yeah, it's weird. I think it's uh, it's weirder to like a John Tavares or someone who's been in the NHL for 15 years and has never stepped foot in the minor leagues and hasn't done that kind of thing since junior. But uh, personally, I liked it because anything just to kind of throw throw like the whole routine just got so tiresome of you got to eat this at this time and then the video is here and then you take a nap and then you got to be it's just like oh god and all day you're just waiting for the game waiting for the game i hated that it was literally my least favorite part of playing hockey and uh when you have those like sometimes we'd have 11 a.m games 2 p.m games noon games and i mean you get up you get some breakfast in you 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 go for a walk with a coffee and get to the rink and away you go. And then you come out and it's like afternoon time and you can go out for a, you know, a dinner or a beer or whatever. It's wicked. So I loved it. And it sounds like Marner likes it too. He was like, I wish we did this more often, but I don't know if, if it bothers you. I just think you're a, you're a mental midget and you can't, uh, you can't adapt to something as simple as just starting at a different time. Dude, I was laughing. I was out last night and some guy, I'm guessing he worked for the Flyers, was wearing his Flyers gear at the bar. Like, is that a is that a non-starter <laughs> in your world to wear? Like, that's like you wearing your fucking like tracksuit, your Leafs tracksuit to the bar. I couldn't believe it. I like double took. I'm like, is this guy really wearing his Flyers? Unless he was just a fan, but they were in town. You talked about the matinee affair. Were they, you think they got out of there quickly or do you think they stayed the night? Probably stayed the night on a Thursday night in Toronto, no? Thursday night in Toronto depends what they had to do today on Friday Christmas. and what they had going yeah. on. But uh, if they were done for the week, I think they'd get the hell out of there and guys would actually fly out from Toronto. Like they'd book their flights for uh, going home really? if they so had the time. Sometimes you don't have the time to go anywhere, but good chance they would have gone straight to the airport after the game and gotten home with their families. But I imagine yeah. even trainers and stuff don't really wear their, their team issue gear around there unless they're really yeah. trying to get laid that night. Okay, maybe it was a fan because I'm looking now. I had to look at the schedule. They're in Carolina, so there's no way there was an actual participant on the team. Not actual player, <laughs> but like I thought it was a trainer or something. I couldn't fucking believe it. But anyways, back to the game. Um, I, I think you're so bang on with that assessment. I think some players it affects more than others. We talked about your superstitions or lack thereof in the day. Did you have like a set pregame meal every time you played? No, I tried to stay away from that. Um I mixed it up, man. Like there was times where I would be like 
fuck it i'm having chipotle i'm like it's got chicken and rice and veg and like guacamole i'm like give me a reason why this is bad so um especially me and i think it's probably a little different if you're playing you know 28 minutes a night as a as a star d man about what you're putting in but um i didn't have to worry about it as much obviously but um gonna sneeze here you might have to take over it went away of course (laughs) but no i wasn't too worried about what i what i ate i kind of ate at the same time and also that doesn't even make sense you have nutritionists telling you you guys pack yourself full of carbs at noon and play at seven and you don't eat again till 10 o'clock at night that's fucking crazy and i'm just like yeah but we've always done it so i'm just like i i always thought that what we actually do is probably not the best thing ever so whatever you do to to mix it up isn't gonna kill you creatures of habit for sure now i play beer league but for some weird weird reason like in the last couple of years specifically i can't eat before a game that's why i always Never understood how players can eat like a full meal pasta, you know, spaghetti and meatballs before a game. Like I have to have, you know, pretty much a clear stomach or I'm just fighting it, man. Like it's just so weird to see the little quirks of everybody, you know, whether it's a beer league player, it's somebody who plays once every couple of weeks or a national leaguer. It's, it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah, like, well, that's the funny thing is that you are kind of on an empty stomach because you fill up at noon and then you don't really, you know, you don't eat for yeah. seven hours. You, ha- you have a bit of a, um, a meat or a, a, what do you call it? A, a snack time when you're on the road where you go down to the same same room that you ate pregame meal and there'll be a little snack. Some guys have toast and uh, maybe a bagel yeah. or something or whatever guys like. Some guys like to have their pasta then and they'll bring it into the into the snack time room. But uh, everyone's kind of up in the air. Almost everyone has like some ice cream after their meal. And it's just like the nutritionists are just like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? But uh, again, creatures of habit and end of the day i just think when you're it's an anaerobic activity you're not running a marathon so as long as you're strong and you don't have the lactic acid in your legs and you just got to go crank it out for 45 seconds at a time i never really uh i I had enough things to to worry about i didn't need to worry about what i was what time i was eating at and stuff and i just figured eat healthy and be hydrated and just go out there and give her so all those times i wondered where you went after a scrap it was seat a drumstick in the locker room right (laughs) <laughs> there is this one <laughs> thing where like i think it's rick talkett's doing the post game in philly and he's interviewing like voracek and i'm in the background just smashing wings and pizza in buffalo and then after the after the interview talk it was just straight faces like i couldn't even pay attention to voracek because rose hills in the back just smashing everything you could find but i probably played five minutes that night and was starving the whole goddamn game I love that, man. I could tell working with you for like two months, you were a glue guy in that locker room. And that's why I already love you. You're coming to town January 27th. I can't wait for that. Let's get back to the game. We went off topic, off kilter a bit, but that's okay. Nylander one and two, Marner one and one, bunting five goals in the past six. He's got points in 12 of 13. You know, what's funny. I wanted to do a naughty nice list on this show today, but like there is not one single player right now that I can pick apart, which is crazy for me to say, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, you could maybe like look towards the Kerfoot Engvall, like be better. But at the end of the day, like that's kind of wishful thinking. They are the player they are. They make what they make. You can't expect every guy on the roster to play a couple million bucks over his uh, over his cap hit. But 
it's been a solid team. And I mean, if anyone has any gripes about this team right now, you're just fishing, dude. Like goaltending's good. D has been solid despite injuries out the ass. Our stars are are playing every night and they're mixing it up and everyone's just gelling, man. So yeah, what a what a good time to go into the holidays. I got zero complaints. Okay, so let's put you on the spot, Professor Rosehill. Uh, what is your holiday grade for the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'll let you go first. Holiday grade, I'm going to go with an A-. minus. Um, there's always room for improvement. A team has done everything they, they were expected to do, everything that fans hope to do. I don't know how you could be a fan of this team and be like, I really wished for better come Christmas. I mean, what, do you, what are you looking for, man? It, it's a little bit crazy. They've... I, I, they dropped the few early ones in October. I'm not really considering that. I mean, maybe that's why it goes down to an A minus. Um, yeah. But anything under that, I feel like, well, you're you're nitpicking. I mean, this is a, a high quality hockey team who's playing their systems, who's found something special, and well rounded is the biggest thing for me. They've got it from the goaltending up to the front. Um, they've got some depth scoring that can step up. They can step up when injuries happen, especially on the back end. It's just, uh, it seems like a really tightly knit. Uh, well-controlled team right now and they're playing solid and, and against lots of different teams in different situations so um a minus is what i'm giving them i like it i think this is utter telepathy because that's exactly what i have written down right now is an a minus really? with some room to grow granted but again it's just so hard to pick apart anything wrong with this team uh i wanted to do a naughty and nice list i really really wanted to but like everything is is good like you even mentioned Engvall. I think he's got six points in his last five games and he's running the shit at a power play too right now. Like it's it's scary that every every player is pulling their weight and then we'll get to the standings, but Boston wins every game. They come back from the dead yesterday against the Winnipeg Jets. They've been a surreal story. You look at the uh, division standings and we, we will in mere moments. Like it, it's unbelievable when you look at the Atlantic division. So on that note, uh, who is your first half unofficial MVP? It's not, unof or it's not officially the first half just yet, but who's your uh, MVP to date? for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Um, oh, how do you pick, man? You can go... Exactly. I mean, I really liked Johnny T at the beginning of the, the season. I thought him and Nylander were just killing it. And I was like, man, this is a guy who can like really blaze the trail and lead the way as a captain and a veteran to be stepping up and having a career year. Uh, Marner obviously went on his tear. Uh, and then the goaltenders are absolutely lights out this year and that was a huge question mark going into it so almost impossible to pick one so i'm gonna go off the grid and i'm gonna pick okay. mark giordano i think that Ooh. he is a glue guy in that dressing room he doesn't get any credit he doesn't do the flashy thing that's gonna get you know all the media attention like a mitch marner but the way he holds that decor together the way he has you know, taking guys under his wing and made them better and, uh, you know, kept that core together despite having just a disastrous time with injuries. And I know he's the kind of guy who, if you play a good game, you're not going to notice him too much. And he does that every bloody game to a T. And I think he is a big time glue guy in that uh, dressing room that no one really talks about. I love the outside-the-box approach to it. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. Mitch Marner, uh, you look at the point streak, you look at the body of work, you look at how dog shit he was in the month of October, he's turned things around. And I buried this guy so many times, so I got to give him props, man. Like, he's been exceptional. I mentioned his numbers in the ne next-gen games, but I've been really, really impressed with the body of work. And, you know, I said this in my article yesterday. I wish we could bottle up Mitch Marner, what he's doing right now, and then pour it out 
in game seven of the Stanley Cup playoffs of the first round. Because you know we're getting to that point. You know it's been a struggle for this guy in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But he's bound to push through eventually, right? You look at some of the greats in years past, like Stamkos and Ovechkin. Not to compare Marner to those guys, but certainly an elite player in this league. You would think at some point in time he's going to push through in a big way in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I thought he was actually pretty decent last springtime in, in that series against Tampa. Yeah, I think you're you're right. It's uh it's a growth thing and you look at a lot of the teams that have taken a while to get it done into, you know, big time superstars who, you know, they don't have the spotlight on them that Mitch Marner does, but they take a few years in the playoffs to to figure their stuff out and now that Marner's getting that uh, you know, getting to that point where he's he's a premier player and he's got some time behind him and some experience and I imagine you know the first few years of playoffs in Toronto is kind of like holy fuck like I gotta I really hope yeah. and I really gotta try and you're squeezing and now he's I bet you a lot of confidence has flowed into him and he can be be kind of like fuck this I'm gonna take over this series now you know and he's got the the jam to do that because of experience and I again I think guys have had that pattern in the league before and uh, I like how you can be critical of this team, but hey, when credit's due, you, you're giving it. And if they come off the break and they're shit in the bed and they're dropping a bunch of games, you'll be the first one to call them out as saying, hey, this isn't good enough. And rightfully so, because if we're going to give these guys, you know, a high end marking on what they are and what kind of team they are and what they're capable of this year, then you can't be spinning your wheels and dropping crazy games and going on these big you know, losing streaks and stuff. And there's no reason this team should. So, you know, credit where credit is due. And also, you know, you got to hold them to a high standard if you're calling them a really good team this year. Definitely. And uh, Tim is red hot in the chat as per usual the last couple of days. He's given them a B plus. So a, a hard marker is Tim. Lovin Giordano says he's uh, such a great deal. The guy's an absolute warrior. Can't agree more. Uh, he says, for once, can we say the, the entire team is the all-star? Like somebody is not going to get an, an all-star game here and it's going to be disappointing right because there's like four or five or six guys who are truly deserving of it but then you look around the league you look at boston you look at other teams like there's only so many guys who can go to to sunrise and party with me in two months right yeah yeah exactly and I, <laughs> that's a good problem to have because personally um as a team as a fan as a this as a that no one really gives a shit about the all-star game and why would you want to have one, two guys that just do absolutely everything for you and their heads and shoulders all-stars and they go off to represent your team? Because if those guys get a little bit cold in the playoffs or it's not clicking for them, you're fucking done. And this team has got it spread out about as as well as you can be. And I mean, that's what you want when you build a team. You want to have a whole bunch of guys that could be all-stars, but who gives a shit if they all don't get to go and have a, a BS day of you know circus hockey for a couple of days in whatever month it is. No one cares, man. It, I love how they're spread so well that any one of them could go to the all-star game. They're feeling good about life. There's no doubt about that. And so are we as we move forward here on the show. The Atlantic Division standings, Rosie. I referenced the Boston Bruins, dude. They just find ways to win and win and win. And you look at the standings. Uh, I mentioned this on the show yesterday. That was a big-time victory for the Leafs because now they're seven points up on Tampa for second in the, in, in the Atlantic Division. Presumably, they're going to probably be the two seed. Again, you never know. They're six points back of Boston, but the Bruins have two games in hand, as you see on your screen. But... I thought that was, that was a massive two points, and I think that it's important to create some separation here in the standings from Tampa, at least. Yeah, from Tampa, for sure. 
I just keep seeing those two games in hand with everyone surrounding us. It pisses me off because it doesn't really give a great picture of, of <laughs> yeah. what's going on. It seems like it's been two months of, of two games in hand for everyone around the, the Maple Leafs, but that's fine. You just do what you do with, uh, with the games that you have. And yeah, creating that separation is nice from Tampa and keeping pace as well as you can with Boston as well. But I mean, I wouldn't be you know, totally shocked if, you know, Tampa goes on a heater at the same time as Toronto maybe drops a few and has some injuries and all of a sudden, you know, we're yeah. looking at third place. And I also wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden the magic runs out of Boston a little bit and they get some injury troubles or whatever. And, and Toronto comes and takes over number one spot. That's all very likely. And at the end of the day, not really the end of the world. It's all about not as much about who you play as how you're doing as a team come playoff time. And, you know, you just got to keep, like I keep saying, putting those building blocks together to where you're a, a really quality, you know, veteran playing team who can access your best when, when the going gets tough, I guess. So whoever you're playing, whatever, but yeah, just keep racking up points, man, and seeing what happens. That's all you can do. So I just did the quick math. Boston's on pace for 138 points. Like, did you see that record? 26, four and three. Like, that's insanity, man. They they just don't lose. And it's funny because you look at the teams they've lost to. The Leafs are in there. I think the Panthers are in there. I think Ottawa's in there. Weirdly enough, it seems to be all these Atlantic Division teams. It's weird because I, I think I want to go do a little more research on them and say what's going on in that locker room and, Dude, good. and what's yeah. been happening. Like, is it just ultimate, like, brotherhood and gelling and chemistry and camaraderie and they just go through a fucking wall for that coach and, like, everything is clicking. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think they were slated as being number one team this year and they're just no. head and shoulders the number one team. And it's it's been sustainable for long enough where you can say, wow, these guys are are pretty serious. And... I just like to know what the hell happened over there to uh, to create this because it is nuts. You don't see those kind of records all the time. And I mean, 138 yeah. points is like, it's just kind of not something you really even talk about because it just doesn't happen. That is an insane record. And I'm sure they're flying high, but you know, it is a tough league. And if they get fragile for some reason, they could start, you know, having guys climb up on them. But man, they are on pace for a monster this year. So I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I uh, was listening to an interview yesterday with Nick Foligno, the Boston Bruins, former Maple Leaf, of course, his dad, Mike, played for the Buds. And reading in between the lines, to me, it suggests like this is the last dance. And that's something I was talking about coming into this season. A lot of pundits in the hockey world were talking about it potentially being the last dance for the Boston Bruins with Bergeron, with Krejci. Guys of that echelon, um, I would not be shocked if Patrice Bergeron has personally told his teammates, I'm done after this season, so let's fucking do it, boys. Because that you're trying to explain this impeccable start. I think there's your answer. Because you talk about guys in this league you go through a wall for. I don't even know the guy, and I go through a wall for him. Like He's an impeccable leader, is Patrice Bergeron. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, they've had those phenomenal teams that were winning cups and everything, and there's still a lot of DNA left in there, albeit those guys are getting older and they are grizzled veterans kind of now. And, you know, they've got some good supporting cast around them, which, you know, you look at, you know, a similar situation might be like the pittsburgh penguins and they just haven't been able to support those guys those genos and crosby's and latangs and whatnot to be as dominant as as the bruins but the point is there's other teams in the same situation where some you know quality legendary guys are on their way out perhaps and the same thing doesn't happen but um yeah that something like that could very well be where everyone's just just a totally tight knit ship in there and they're all just wanting to go through walls for each other and shit something like that's definitely happened or how do you keep coming up with with the magic every single night and you're just clearing points on the board where it's at just an alarming rate where no one else can even possibly keep up no matter what kind of season they're having I can't wait till like a documentary emerges in like 10 years from now and they're following Patrice Bergeron in his final season. But nonetheless, I hope he continues, man. He's got so much game left, but he just strikes me as a type of guy that he's going to go off into the sunset when he thinks he's ready. And, you know, I think there's a there's an element of pride leaving at your best. And I think you look at a Patrice Bergeron, man, he has so much still to give, but he just strikes me as a guy. And I could be wrong where it's like, you know what, I've had enough. I want to hang out with my family now. I could see that you play long enough, make enough money. And then all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, some guys are like a Yarmar Yager who's just, it's just their identity and always will be. And they just never want to stop playing. And there isn't one ounce of the game that like bothers them and their body is just (laughs) holding up phenomenally. And it's just an easy, it's just a no brainer for those type of guys. And there's other guys who are like, you know what, man, I have been doing this. I have, I, I have been grinding for so long and battling through injuries and you know it's hard to get up for this game but i love it so much so i constantly do it and i want to see what kind of you know mark i can leave on the game and then all of a sudden you know you accomplish everything you want and the body's falling apart and you can actually pull your head out of the sand and say holy shit can i can i look around at life now and and you know i've made 80 million dollars and my kids are young and they don't like it when i'm on the road and like fuck i just got traded again and my kids like it's very easy for a guy like him to say you know what, I'm going to go out on my own terms here, which is huge because even some of the best players, when they go out, it's because they couldn't make a team or they got cut or they got dealt or they got put on waivers or they got injured and that's the end. And it's kind of a shitty somber ending to something that was pretty special the whole time. And last thing you want to do is look back at your career and feel a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of tinge of, of, you know, negativity from the way it ended. Cause that's the last thing you remember. That would be shitty, especially for a guy of the caliber of Bergeron, which I don't think would ever be the case, but yeah, there, there's something to be said for a guy like him going on on his own terms for sure. Not to pump their tires too much. Fuck Boston, right? They suck. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to beat them this season. Had to end on that note. Uh, the wrap up is brought to you by our friends at points Bet Canada. Yeah, we did kind of just jerk off the freaking Bruins for a few minutes there. Well, didn't we? <laughs> that's why I was thinking. I'm like, fuck, we're a Leafs show. We're really, we're really giving it to Boston. <laughs> so I, I, I had to add in a chipper note. I did well. No, we, 
we've already proved we can beat them, so I'm not worried about it. Oh, okay. Well, playoffs is a different story. I had Koliakovo on yesterday, and he was echoing the same sentiments as me, more so like, let's wait till the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. But again, I'm going to let you enjoy this, and then my moment will come in the springtime, Rosie. I can't wait for it. But let's get to the uh, points bet candidate of bet of the day, my dude. First up, got to bring up what you put forth the other day. You were just so off on Tampa, but it's okay. Like I'm going to give you another <laughs> shot <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. You're going to get another shot to shine. I told you handicapping hockey dudes next to impossible. It's crazy, isn't it? It does seem very hard. Um, again, I like doing the live betting where I'm watching a game and say a period yeah. goes by or there's 10 minutes into the first and you just get a sense of, uh-oh, so-and-so doesn't have it this this game or else, yeah. man, they are controlling the game, but it's still 0-0 and Vegas hasn't really changed the line and you jump on something. That's where I feel like I can do better. But as far as just, especially because like I'm not a huge numbers crunch and stat guy, and, oh, Brian Elliott's yeah. fucking doing this and like, whatever. <laughs> this is the, these two teams are playing. This is what's been going on in their world so far. Uh, these are the reasons I feel and I make a bet and sometimes it's right. But yeah, Brian Elliott kind of shit his pants there with my parlay, but uh The the, the heart was in the right place. It was. And all I intimated was that Brian Elliott is not Andre Vasilevsky. And we found that out the hard way. But uh, anyways, I digress. And we roll on. I'm back on the Ovechkin train tonight. It has to happen eventually. And I'm like, why not before the holiday break? Do you think this guy wants to sit at home, dwell on things, eat, you know, big ass meals with his family and think about 801? I think it happens tonight. It's a back-to-back. Winnipeg's on a back-to-back too. At the very least, I'm looking at the shot prop over three and a half minus 165. I was on it on Thursday night and it hit six shots on goal for Ovi. So, you know, he's hunting it at this point in time. Do you like the bet or do you think this is going to be prolonged for a couple more games? No, I mean, look at the chances he had uh, last night. He was just peppering shots at the net and it did everything but go in the net. And uh, I think you should just... uh, I think he should do the goal prop every single night he plays until he scores and double it every time so that that way it's a guaranteed win. It's impossible to lose. Uh, The house always wins, Rosie. I don't know what to tell you this, but the house always wins. So like, uh, I know you think you have a strategy. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Plus 100, by the way, if you're looking at an Ovechkin anytime goal, I'm 0 for 2 this week on that. But it's got to hit eventually. He hasn't scored in four games. So uh, that's going to do it, Rosie. Again, a programming note for next week. Uh, we're going to take a couple days to ourselves. We're going to be off Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We will be with you on Tuesday and Thursday, both Maple Leafs game days. And it starts Tuesday uh, with a date in St. Louis. That's always a fun game for the Leafs. It's always a difficult one. That's a tough barn to play in, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Looking at those Blues, they're about 500 hockey team right now, but I think they're better than that. And a game you definitely have to show up for. It's, uh, like you said, a tough barn. They got a good core, and I think they're better than what their record shows right now. Yeah. Well, in that in mind, uh, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you fucking celebrate. I never know what to say anymore. Is it Happy Holidays? Is it Merry Christmas? You get the gist of what I'm trying to tell you, Rosie. It's been a blast the first couple months here. Merry fucking Christmas, buddy. Enjoy the holidays and uh, everyone have a good time, man. It's a fun time of year and we get to take a little break from hockey and pick her up pretty soon afterwards. So, yeah, same to you, buddy. For the record, uh, that was the second time Rosie almost sneezed on air. We're going to clip that, by the way, but that's the second time (laughs) in what, like 55 shows where you've almost sneezed on air. But trust me, way worse has happened to me through my 11, 12 year uh broadcasting career man so you've uh, hit the ball out of the park and i'm looking forward to tuesday we'll uh we'll tee up 
the St. Louis Blues and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But that's a wrap for now. Many thanks to all our listeners and the viewers and everybody in the chat for making it a, a very enjoyable experience. And again, we're going to try to be barn burner in the second half of the year. Let's get gooned every fucking show. So for Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Happy holidays. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.